podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back to a brand new TAT pod. Um, straight off the bat, you'll notice Shigs isn't here with me just yet. He'll be coming in a few minutes, I'm pretty sure. Um, I know he's got daddy duties again with his little daughter. So um, yeah, he'll be joining us pretty soon, I hope. Shigs has never let me down, so um, he will be here. I'm pretty confident in saying, but how are we? First of all, I hope everybody is good. Um, once again, this podcast is brought to you by Sporting and the best football app on the market. Join the TAT group chat to find out everything that's popping off in the Liverpool world right now. I mean, it's going a bit crazy, isn't it? Let's be real. And we're going to talk about it all today. Um, so first of all, let's get into some of your comments. Ali A says, big up Ben and Shiggs. Great win. Now we move into the break. Happy and new owners incoming as well. Fresh money. Here comes the money. Like what Klopp said. Listen, mate, we'll see. We'll see. And we're here to talk about it all right now today. So um, we're going to look at some of the news, some of the new reports that have come out today regarding the new potential ownership, as well as talking about the win yesterday. Because let's be real, these podcasts have been so hard to do this season so far. Only six wins in the league out of 14. It's been very tough. But we're here. We've won a game. Let's go, man. Uh, D, how are we, mate? I hope you're good. And Sky is saying, what's up? So where do we start with this podcast? Right. So I'm going to share something on the screen. I'm going to try something slightly different today. Um, courtesy of SofaScore. Um, I just think it's good for a visual representation on YouTube. You may as well make the most out of it, right? You guys are watching your screen. So you may as well um, be able to see what we're talking about. So um, obviously we beat Southampton by three goals to one, courtesy of Bobby Firmino and Darwin Nunes with a brace. Um, we're going to talk about the whole game. We're going to talk about the good moments, a couple of bad moments and the ownership uh, position right now. So stick around, like the stream, comment, subscribe, get involved. Let's have a conversation about everything that's kicking off. And um, yeah, it's going to be a great one. But yeah, I was at the game yesterday. I was fortunate enough to be there in the main stand. Um, same stand as Jurgen Klopp, actually, uh, watching it from the stands, wasn't he, yesterday? So um, <laughs> I seen. I, I didn't see him, obviously. He was in like some other section where fans can't get to, I'm assuming. But since I've seen clips of him talking to his headphones um, to pass messages on the fight, really funny. But um, yeah, Jurgen Klopp was watching from the stands. Pep Lingers uh, takes it from the sidelines, and um, Pep Linges gets the win. The first win of the season against the relegation favourite side, Pep Linges is the man that gets the win. Um, so if you like Pep Linges, then you can use that for your agenda because a lot of people are questioning Pep Linges. I don't know why. I don't understand why he's so, I don't know, like there's a core section of our fan base that don't really like him and I, I i don't get why to be honest because he, he brought out a book and apparently you can't be an author and you can't bring up books great work guys thank you shay appreciate it um mad to know that we are the only team to beat newcastle this season there you are mate it's a mad season it's a crazy old season but let's talk about this game and um started off really well i thought the first half uh especially we played really well we got the three goals job done in the first half but we kind of it was it was frustrating because we we could have done way more yesterday we could have genuinely battered them um the chances were there the opportunities were there but we kind of once we got the third goal i feel like we came out in the second half and just kind of eased off and not we didn't get complacent because i was never worried that we would drop points once we'd went 3-1 up but it was not the second half was not great, but let's talk about the good bits first. Um, first of all, D says, how do you reckon they communicate? Because there is abysmal connection in the stadium. Well, D, that's what I thought. But in the main stand, you get 5G. So if you want to get 5G, sit in the main stand. Uh, I got 5G in there anyway. Um, they've got Wi-Fi as well, haven't they, uh, for staff and people. So, um, yeah, first goal. Uh, what minute did the first goal come in? Uh, does it sound here? I can't actually remember. It was early on. Uh, there we go. Bobby Firmino, sixth minute, assisted by Andy Robbo. I mean, Bobby Firmino, let's have a conversation about him because he's a player that um, a lot of people have been questioning as to whether he should get a new deal. Um, oh, sorry, I feel my connection just dropped there for a hot second, but we are, we are Gucci, I believe. 
Tell me if we're good. Tell me if I'm good. Um, yeah, we're back now. Should be okay. Ali, can you hear me? Let me know. Um, is the connection okay? Let me know, guys. Um, where was I? The goal. Bobby Firmino. Let me know, guys. We need to have a conversation, Ishan. Thank you. Uh, we need to talk about Bobby Firmino because this season, I think he's got nine goals. Let me just Google his stats to make sure I have got this absolutely bang on. Uh, apologies for the connection just then, by the way, guys. Um, it's not particularly amazing. Yeah, nine goals for Bobby and four assists in 21 games. Um, we need to discuss this because is he going to get a new contract? Do you want him to get a new contract? I personally do. That header he scored yesterday was unbelievable. It reminded me of like a Luis Suarez kind of header. It was very far out. He just glanced the ball into the back of the net. Keeper can't save that. Um, and it wasn't just the goal either for Bobby yesterday. He was just quality in everything he did. And it's good to see Bobby playing this way because, again, he was a player that a lot of fans written off. Like, they just thought, now nah, we need to get rid of him. And to be honest, I was in that camp of let's just get rid of the old guys and start again. But now, the way Bobby's playing this season, I actually want him to get um, to get a new deal, whether it be one year or two years. No longer than two years, I wouldn't have thought. I, I, I think that would be a bit mad if we renewed his deal for more than a year, but uh, more than two years, sorry. But one or two-year deal for Bobby Firmino, why not? If we are going to rebuild this team, if we are going to get new forwards and new players, you kind of need some of the experience that have been there and done that, right? So Bobby Firmino and David says he's one of the, he's the most underrated player ever. And I think our own fan base executed this, mate. I honestly think that our fans do not appreciate his uh, importance and his role. Some of them anyway, like, not, you know, plenty do. Like, let me, let me get that perfectly straight. People like me and I'm sure all of you guys in the chat will, will know exactly how important he's been in this whole Jurgen Klopp era. Like, he was the first player. He came in before Jurgen Klopp. And he's one of the only... My phone's just fell on the floor. He's one of the only players left since uh, before he came. So, um, yeah, what a servant. What a player. Liverpool legend, undeniably. Um, and Ali says that he thinks Bobby will get a new contract. Um, a two plus one for Bobby would be ideal. Yeah, that would be an interesting situation. Um, but, yeah, the first goal was class. Uh, brilliant ball from Andy Robertson as well. We need to talk about... Sorry, no, that was the, the second goal, wasn't it? Um, no, it was a brilliant ball for Robertson. He got two assists. Yeah, I was right. Um, and we'll, we'll talk about um, Robbo as well because I need to speak about him. Shay says, Ben, is Klopp, man, is Klopp a yes man to FSG? Uh, we'll cover this in a bit more detail towards the end when we talk about the ownership situation. Um, but I'll just briefly answer your question, mate. Um, no. I don't think he is. There's this whole perception that he is. But I found a quote from him um, yesterday from back in August where Klopp made it perfect clear that we needed midfielders. In a press conference, he said it. But he then also said, we are not in charge of the finances. So that was Jurgen Klopp literally speaking out, saying, "I we need this, but we can't get this or this isn't the way we work. Or maybe he knew back then something was going to happen because that's not like Jurgen Klopp to make those kind of comments in public. So this whole takeover thing for me could be looming for a long time, but we'll see, man. We don't know. This is just speculation and opinions. But um, I honestly think Klopp, um, he's kind of defended the owners in, in press conferences because he's had to. You can't just come out and say, yeah, these owners aren't good people and we, you know, I want more money and he won't give me. He'll be sacked. So. When people say he's a yes man, I think they just need to calm down a bit and um, just chill, really. But let's get back to the game, guys. Robertson with the assist. Um, brilliant performance yesterday from him. But after we scored immediately, how long was it after? Um, it wasn't long. Three minutes later, Shea Adams put the ball in the back of the net. And I haven't watched much of it back, I can't lie. But I've, I'm pretty sure it was Virgil van Dijk uh, if anyone, I'm not blaming Virgil, but if anybody, I think he was the one that played the man on side, wasn't he? So uh, maybe we could have done more there to stop the, the goal going in. But look, they were always going to play for set pieces, weren't they? And that's what they did. Um, they got the goal. And um, yeah, we were <laughs> we were in a position where we had to go and get our lead again. So it was interesting. Uh, at 1-1 in the stadium, like, the atmosphere didn't really drop. I think we all pretty 
pretty much thought we were going to go and get the winner regardless because it was a decent start. The fans seemed to be a bit more up for it yesterday. And um, yeah, you know, Southampton at home, like they've been absolutely shocking. I know other teams have been shocking and come to Anfield, like Leeds or whatever, fine. But I just wasn't threatened by any of Southampton's players other than Shea Adams, really. There's nobody else um, in there. Even James Ward-Prowse, I didn't really notice him until later on in the game. So, yeah, um, I wasn't forced. At 1-1, I thought, you know what, we're just going to put these to the sword. And that's what we did. Um, our second goal, this is the fa- my favourite moment of the game, this. Harvey Elliott, and Ishan has put it absolutely perfectly. What a lovely ball What that was from Harvey Elliott for the second goal. A peach. It was a wonderful ball from Harvey. And again, he's a player that some people have edgy takes on. And I don't understand why. Because it's clear to see how good Harvey Elliott is at football. Like, it's obvious. It is so obvious. But you get people that try and play him down. And I understand we don't want to overhype youngsters. We don't want to overhype our youth players. But on the other hand, like, let's appreciate how good Harvey Elliott is at 19 years old. He's incredible. And on that train since he since he signed, since we got him from Fulham and they played in a few cup games, we played against Arsenal. Um, he played in that Villa game where the kids got absolutely battered, but he still put in a good performance. And you can just see, when a youngster's got it, you can see. And I have the same opinion for Berwick, by the way. The exact same thing. Uh, but I've got another opinion about Ben Doak. I actually think he could be better than Harvey Elliott at 16. That's how mad it is. But that's for a different, a different story. Um, Harvey Elliott, Wonderful player, 19 years old, uh, playing in centre mid, still relatively new to that position, only really started playing it last season. Um, Should he be playing as many games as he's playing right now? No. Is that his fault? No. Um, Had we have invested in midfielders in the summer, Harvey would be playing once every three games, uh, maybe once every two games if we have multiple games in a week. Then you bring Harvey Elliott into one of the games, um, he balls out and then you give him a rest the next game. That's pretty much how you should be using a 19-year-old. But the position we are in now, Harvey Elliott is literally one of the first names on the team sheet. There's nobody else you can put in really over him. So that's my only concern, that we might be overplaying him slightly. However, he's an incredible football player and I wouldn't have anybody tell me different. He's brilliant. The way he, he controls the ball, his passing's unreal. Um, he's got energy. He never stops. Even off the ball, he never stops. Um, he's brilliant. And I, I, I think he's going to the top. Uh, I really do. But the ball and the finish, let's talk about the finish from another player, Darwin Nunes. And I've got a lot to say about this guy. So stay tuned for that. But um, the finish from Darwin Nunes was incredible, right? And as soon as he put that ball in the back of the net, I was like, okay, this is a Darwin show today. And I even thought it when I woke up in the morning. Like I tweeted about Darwin Nunes. As soon as I was getting ready for the game, I tweeted about Nunes. I was so confident yesterday that Darwin Nunes was going to tear it up. And that's exactly what he did. Two goals. He should have got an assist to Mo Salah that one way. He puts the ball across the box. And it's an amazing save from Bazunu. Um, he should have got an assist. And... He was just causing problems left, right and centre. He's absolutely rapid. He might honestly be one of the quickest players I've seen. Honestly, his burst of pace over the space of 20, 25 yards is nuts. Um, and I, I think I underestimated how quick he was when we signed him, to be honest. Um, so it'll be interesting to see um, how good he can get. You know, let's not forget Darwin Nunes. Is, is doing this and is playing this well and he is playing well don't let anybody tell you different he's doing his job as a striker he's getting one goal every 108 minutes and a goal contribution every 88 minutes so for me he's doing his job uh, you'll get people that don't like him because he, he can't do step overs or he can't do five star skill moves that they learned from FIFA but that's okay you know people want skillers people want clinical strikers I want my striker to put the ball in the back of the net at the end of the day or contributing goals and assists. And that's what Darwin Nunes has been doing. Um, he's had many obstacles come his way so far. Obviously, the language barrier has been a problem. He's coming to a Liverpool team that isn't functioning very well. Um, you know, how easy would it have been him to come into a Liverpool team last season where we were going for every single trophy? It would have been incredible. But he's doing this in a Liverpool team that has been poor. Let's be honest. So when Liverpool get to their absolute best, and Darwin Nunes also plays in that side, we will see him go up another level. I'm so excited about this guy, honestly. Even when he was at Benfica and he tore us up in that game where he put like the ball in the back of the net like five times, 
Um, I know most of them were offside, but um, I said it in a in a WhatsApp group chat. I said I've said this so many times, but I have receipts of me saying this Darwin Nunes guy is a player and he is one that I would like at my football club. Lo and behold, we go and sign him. So, look, I'm just like. I have a strong opinion on him because he's quickly becoming one of my favourite players and so many people wrote him off. Um, even our own fans wrote this guy off for absolutely no reason other than he's got a ponytail and they thought he was going to be like Andy Carroll. That is it. That's what they were basing it on. Um, so they never, you know, thought, oh, let's be patient. Let's just see what he does. Let's give him uh, six months or a year because that's what I like to do when we sign players. Even, even you know, players that I have gone on to not like or not rated, I have always said when a player signs for Liverpool, even if it's not one that I agree with, sit there, just be patient, just see what happens before you open your mouth. Because when you open your mouth and start saying stuff that could bite back, bite you back, then you, you're gonna you're gonna look a bit silly at the end when Darwin Nunes inevitably proves you wrong. And that's what he's doing right now. He's turning heads. People that doubted him are now praising him. It's crazy. But um, Darwin Nunes, the first goal, incredible finish. You see the way he celebrated with the Anfield Road. My brother was lucky enough to be sat um, sat in the Anfield Road like on one of the first rows where Darwin was just going crazy. So I would have loved to have been there. But of course, if you're watching the stream, you'll obviously know how hard it is to get two tickets together. Even two tickets, but two tickets together is near enough impossible. Uh, Chris says, any views on the Mukesh and Barney news, mate? We're going to talk about this once I've finished talking about the game. Our fans still hating Ben. They can't be helped, Ali. They can't. Honestly, they can't be helped. Uh, I don't get it either. It's very strange behaviour. But um, yeah, after the first goal goes in, incredible ball from Elliot, incredible finish. We just keep cooking them. And it's just like, okay, this is relatively straightforward now. We're just going to keep going, keep going forward. And um, he got his second goal, which was another brilliant ball from Andy Robertson. And Nunes, right place, right time, puts it in the back of the net. And um we need to talk about Andy Robertson as well, guys, because Andy Robertson is another player um, who, when Costas Simicast was doing really well, people were saying he's lost his place. Simicast is the best. Robertson shouldn't be guaranteed to start. Robertson's not that good. But for me, Robertson's always number one. I love Simicast. I think he's brilliant. Um, obviously, he's got so many. I think he's got quite a lot of assists this season, to be fair. But Andy Robertson, Liverpool legend, Liverpool great, one of the best to do it. He will always be number one for me. Um, obviously, if he's in absolutely terrible form, fine. Okay, bring Simicast in for a game or two. But I, I'm a firm believer of Cremor's rises to the top. And when it's Andy Robertson, he's he's not going to be bad for too long. Obviously, he's going to get older. And when he gets older, he might drop off fine. But Robbo is still class. Like, people that don't, rate him or like him anymore again i would question you because we saw it yesterday if he puts more performances in like that he's going to get back to his best very soon and finley says i think robert has been playing better recently because he's been playing further up the pitch compared to trent yeah that's true actually um robo was flying down that left wing yesterday linking up with nunez um just really good from robo and I, I said it on another stream if it wasn't for nunez getting a brace i probably would have given robertson my man of the match to be honest um he was that good. So really, really encouraging performance from Andy Robertson. Cause again, like I say, he's another player that has been under scrutiny, but um, look, he's a Liverpool legend. He, he knows what it means to, to win the biggest trophies possible. And, you know, he's still got a few years left in him at the top, I believe. So yeah, let's move to the midfield then guys. Uh, the three out of all of those three, I thought Harvey Elliott was the best player, to be honest. Um, we've already spoken about him and my views on him. Incredible player, really good performance. He got a standing ovation when the crowd when he went off, by the way. Every single person in the crowd stood to their feet and just applauded him because it was a brilliant performance. Uh just he's so composed on the ball. He's a natural, technically gifted, like you he was just born with it. And he was born for this football club because he's a Liverpool fan. Um, grew up as a Liverpool fan, just like those guys watching the stream now. Uh he grew up in that in that position and now he's starting for Liverpool in front of a sold-out Anfield, week in, week out. Um, he's won trophies already. He's going to win many, many more. And, um, yeah, just a wonderful, wonderful player. But let's focus more on the other two that I've not spoken about. Thiago Alcantara. Look, I'm not digging Thiago Alcantara out here, yeah? But 
You've got to understand when I say it was just a good performance from Thiago. And I've said this a million times as well. My standards for Thiago Alcantara are so high because he is that good. Um, I've seen a few midfielders better than him at this football club. So when I just say Thiago was good, like that good for him, if that was like Henderson or Jones or somebody else, I'd be probably be sat here saying, oh, he was really good. But Thiago, he was just good. Like he wasn't bad. He wasn't amazing. He was just good. Um, I think he completed like 91 passes out of 99 or something, um, which is quite impressive. Where is it? Passes. 92 passes out of 99. Just kept it ticking. Just, I think he, he stuck to the simple stuff really well. I think he lost the ball in a couple of dangerous positions, but that's just Thiago. He's a bit of a crazy player, isn't he? Uh, but yeah, just an okay game. Like Philly says, it was a quiet game. Yeah, it didn't really do anything ridiculous. But again, he, he was all right. Um, I thought Thiago wasn't great. He kept losing the ball for me. Um, I can only think of like one or two moments where he lost the ball, to be honest. Um, yeah, I... He was just good. Like, just, he was fine. You know what I mean? Uh, any news on the sale? Cillian Kenny says, we're going to talk about that right at the end, mate. So stick around for that. Please like the stream, guys, if you haven't already, and subscribe to the channel because we are on the road to 350 subscribers. And something must have happened with Shigs tonight because he isn't here and he always lets me know uh, <laughs> if he's not making it. So he never lets me down. He never has. So, um, yeah, Shigs, if you're watching this, mate, I uh, hope you're good. And uh, I hope to hear from you soon, my friend. But um, let's talk about Fabinho then, guys, because Fabinho is a player that if you've watched this podcast, if you've listened to me on Twitter or anything, I have not been his fan at all this season. Uh, must make it clear, Liverpool legend. I love the guy. Um, he's the best DM I've seen at Liverpool. However, this season, his performances have been terrible. And I don't think he was like, I'm not trying to say he was spectacular yesterday, but he was much improved. I thought he was good yesterday. Um, he actually did the things that you associate Fabinho with. And I know that sounds weird, but he hasn't been doing them this season. Like, if you look at his tackles, um, he actually made four tackles. Like, we haven't seen Fabinho tackle people for a long time. Possession loss only six times. That's been double figures uh, recently. Ground duels won six out of seven. Again, he's not really been winning ground duels this season. Um so I think it was a much more encouraging performance from Fabinho. And I think that's because the other two around him were just okay. Um, and yeah, I think Virgil had a good game as well. I've not even spoken about the defence really, have I? But uh, Virgil, I thought, was solid. Um, Gomez was a bit, eh, I don't know. Again, he's them silly passes, them loose balls that he plays across the back line. He just needs to cut them out of his game because they just do nothing but cause panic. Um, so we'll see. But Gomez... He only started because Ibu's got a slight knock. Now, read into that what you will, but there has been speculation that um, we just didn't put him in because he's been called up to France and he's so excited about that um, and we didn't want to ruin his dream. I don't know if that's true. If it is true, I'd be a bit disappointed because when a player signs for Liverpool Football Club, when they're under contract, you expect um, them to put the club first before anything else. However, like I said, that is just pure speculation. Nobody knows if that's true. He could genuinely have a knock. I mean, it wouldn't be the most surprising thing in the world, would it, if Ibu Kanata's got a knock? But um, uh, let's see. Haaland is playing in a City team in good form. Darwin's already matching his stats per 90. Imagine the levels he can reach when we get back that kind of form. Uh, and then Philly replies, uh, he's he's nowhere near Haaland's per 90 stats based on output. Yeah, I haven't seen the stats myself, so I don't know. Um, I will have to look into that. But Darwin Nunes is, even if you forget about Haaland, right? Because we don't need um, the Haaland comparison because he what he's done this season is just not normal. Like, you know, that's just ridiculous what he's done. If, if he wasn't in the league and Darwin's come in and got the numbers and stats that he's got, people would think, okay, that's, that's quite good. He could do better, but it's quite good. It's a solid start. But obviously now you've got Haaland who scored a million goals. That's the standard. And that shouldn't be the standard because, like I said, that is just not normal. Um, Allison is incredible. Every game is almost one or two certain goals. Let's talk about him next, guys, because you are right. Uh, Allison Becker, for me, he, he, he won us the points yesterday. I know Darwin got the brace. Um, I know Firmino scored a goal. But this guy made three crucial 1v1 saves. Like, not even just 1v1 saves, point-blank range saves. Um, he was a joke, honestly, a joke. And if we didn't have Allison, touch wood, because if this, if anything happens to this guy whilst he's away in the World Cup, I love Kelleher. I think he's incredible, but 
Allison is just different gravy to anyone on the planet right now. And, um, you know, until we realize just how lucky we are to have him, that is only when we'll appreciate him as much as we should, because <laughs> he's just crazy. He like th- that saved the Shea Adams header. How on earth has he saved that? That's like a 95% chance probably of Shea Adams scoring and a 5% chance that Allison should save it. Right. Um, and he still saves it. Just the other saves as well that he's made three or four saves yesterday, which I thought were certain goals. Even when it was three one up. If one of those goals go in, then the game all of a sudden changes and we're nervous. We know what happens. We've seen it so many times this season. So this guy making no saves is as important as Nunes scoring at the other end. So we have to, um, you know, <laughs> just keep praising Allison because what he's doing this season is incredible. And this could be the best I've seen him, to be honest. I think 18-19, he was ridiculous. But I think this season, he might have taken it up one step further based on the start. So um, Alison Becker is insane. And let's talk about the front three, how they performed yesterday. Mo Salah, um, he actually, I thought he actually had a good game. Let me know um, what you guys thought of Salah's game. He just couldn't score. He did, yeah, Alisson, 100% our player this season so far. Um, I thought Salah did everything yesterday but score. Um, obviously, like I said before, that chance that came from Darwin Nunes' side into Mo Salah, Bazunu comes out and does a, a great save. Um, if not, then Darwin Nunes gets the assist. Um, then, um, you know, everyone's talking about it in a different way. But uh, he wasn't a six, definitely. That's harsh. Yeah, I think that's harsh as well. But this is so for score, guys. Don't take into account the the rating that they've given the players because I think it's based on like, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's based on uh algorithms that's it so they just put the stats in or whatever and then it, it comes up with a match rating um six is definitely harsh and ladies and gentlemen boys and girls we have the man the myth the legend entering the building here comes the money here he is <laughs> and gentlemen here's shigzy how are you doing my friend i am good bro sorry about the delay if you hear my little door in the background i do apologize yeah she, she took over this evening so sorry but yeah that's it Bro, I said to the I said to the chat, Shigs has never ever ever let me down. So yeah. if he's not here, he'll be here and he'll have a good reason. And that is a perfectly fine reason. Like thank you, bro. Don't thank you worry, mate. Don't you worry. Um, we'll just talk about the front line, mate, but we'll we'll put that on pause for now. Um, yeah. now that you've joined him. Just give me your overall thoughts, mate. So far we've spoken about Allison's brilliance, oh. Nunez's goals, Elliot. Yeah, just give me your overall thoughts, mate, on how you thought it went. And look, Ali is already in here with the Shigs hype. Yeah, no, it was it was a good performance. You know, it, it you know what it feels like. It feels like there's, there's it's a bit of an annoyance that this World Cup has come around because it actually feels like now we're getting into our stride. Yeah, it, 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 it like the get even though we took even though Southampton took the uh, equalized the way we were playing, we were like Nunes, man. I, I'm so glad he got those two goals, man, because Speak his performance his, his performance deserved it. Like he's and you've seen it in the last three or four games. Each game he's just got better and better, and it's just like yeah. now you're beginning to see the player. Even though people might still think that he's not eighty million, he's becoming the player that we want. And we're playing to his strengths. We're playing to his strengths, like balls. And I got as well. I, you know me. I'm not the biggest Harvey Elliott fan, but the guy is beginning to grow on me now. He, you know what I think it is? I think he's starting to believe that he deserves to be in that team. Before mm-hmm. he was trying to do too, too much, like and trying to be do the killer ball all the t- all the time. Now he just looks like he's taking his time with everything, and everything is coming to him naturally. Yeah. Um, I, I was a little on a downside. I was a little, a little bit disappointed. You, you just see the difference between Gomez and Canate. If, yeah, I was if, just speaking about that. Yeah, if, if Canate plays, Southampton don't get half of those chances. Yeah, 100%. They, they target that side, don't they, when Gomez plays? Even when Gomez doesn't play, to be honest, they target it because of Trent and Elliot. But when there's those three, then we're extremely vulnerable. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's also those loose balls as well. I was just mentioning before you jumped on. That, that he, why does he keep playing but, like, blind passes that just put everyone under pressure? I don't understand it. You'd have thought after the goal against Leeds that they scored when he played that ball across the back four that he would be more careful in possession. But he just keeps playing these weird passes that just... yeah. Potter's under so much pressure. Um, but yeah, no, you're right. Canate is way, way ahead of him now. 
Um, but we don't. Does speculation make that he's not injured and that he was just not in the team because they don't want to ruin his World Cup dream? Oh, yeah, I like that. That's 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 fair enough. Yeah, I, but I, I, no, 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 no. Listen, listen. You got to think here. Yeah? It's not just the the. That's good management. The reason why I say it's good management is because. Imagine if, God forbid, imagine if he had got injured. Imagine if he had, had. He would have been pissed at Klopp. He would have been pissed. This way, Klopp has carried favour of him. Look, I didn't let you, I, I made sure he didn't play in the last game. I'm, not, I'm sure he won't say that to him, but do you understand what I mean? Like, he's given him yeah, a yeah. giving him a, a platform to go a bit, go and know that his place is secure and that he can go and do the best he can for the work in the World Cup. Now, listen, I would have preferred him to play at Southampton, but you got to look at the bigger picture sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get both sides of it. I did say, like, oh, when you're employed by Liverpool, you should put the club first. But I get it. Like, he's been injured. He's got a World Cup to play in. It's his dream. He's what, it's his 22? first World Cup as well. Exactly. It would have been, like, his second second or third, and maybe he might have risked it. But the first one, no, nah, he can't do that. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's. I was just speaking about the front three, mate. We started on Mo Salah. Uh, I thought he had a good game without scoring. I think he did everything right, but put the it, ball in the back of the net. It, okay, maybe I don't want to sound that like too judgmental, but is Salah losing a yard of pace? Um, I've not. You know what? I've not really thought about it, guys. What do you think? Let, there was, know. there was, there was. A, the reason I asked is there was a chance that he got in the second half where normally he would have just sprinted away from the guy, but he didn't. The guy, or maybe the guy's that just that fast. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm looking too deeply into it, but. Yeah, he played well though. He did play well. It's just yeah. like he didn't get his goal. And this is the difference now. Like if he if if he hadn't scored, we would have probably lost that game in terms of having not having Nunes and 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 um uh, Firmino not being there. Like unfortunately, not even, not even unfortunately. Now that we've got strikers who can actually um chip in, so the yep. so the burden isn't on Salah. Firmino. Uh, played well. Um, to be honest with you, like um, I'm not too disappointed that he's not going to the World Cup. I know it's every player's dream to go there, but to go there. But I just I want him to get a rest and then come back and be firing and get yeah. Diaz back as well. Like even though it's been an answer that we won't get top four, uh, it's looking a lot different now. Like the team, this is it. The team, the team seems to have kind of weathered that bad storm. Well, touch wood, weathered that bad storm. And now it seems to be, it's it's a it's a blessing and it's cur- and a curse this World Cup because we're getting we're getting into our stride now. This is where I, where I think we would have clawed back to clawed it back in terms of the, in terms of the top four. But I don't know. What do you reckon? Yeah, I mean, look at the table now. I still think we're going to get it. <clears throat> I've said it, even when we you know lost to Leeds or whatever. I, I don't, I just don't see a world where Liverpool are in the top four. Maybe that's me being naive. Maybe that's me being biased. But I think there's just going to be a time in the season where we do put five or six wins together, and these teams above us, like I just watched United today. They got away with that. They were rubbish. They were absolutely shocking. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then I didn't see the Spurs game, but at half time I saw they were losing. Therefore, when we won, I was like, oh, yes, now we're like one point behind Spurs or whatever. Mm. Looked at full time, they'd won again. They just keep scraping wins. So these two teams, I'm not scared about them. Newcastle are Newcastle, but they're having an incredible season. You'd be a fool to write them off, especially, you know, they're probably going to invest again in January. And let's be honest. Uh, um, they, so they should. They're in that position now. They should go and strengthen and try and get into that I don't know what their aim is if they're still going to just go for top six or if they genuinely believe they've got a shot at top four we'll see uh, City and Arsenal I think they've taken up the first two spots I think that's pretty pretty clear by now mm. uh, but we look we still only played 14 games and Spurs have played 15 so if we win that game we're four points behind Spurs we still got to play Spurs again um, it's so, all to play for it's all to yeah play exactly for. I, I, you can't write us off I think um, especially when we get players back, you know, we don't know what position the club's going to be in January. Uh, Diaz is to come it, back. I still think, I still think we're, we're going to be under FSG. I, I do too. And we'll, we'll get, we'll get into that in, in just a moment, guys. So if you're here for ownership talk, be patient. It is coming. Um, I just want to quickly ask you a question that I put out to the chat, mate. And I just spoke about it as well. Bobby Firmino with the goal yesterday. And this isn't even me being reactionary because I've been thinking long and hard about this. He's been really good this season. And, in a, in a time where things haven't necessarily gone our way and people want to rebuild, I, I thought, you know what? Maybe it is best to just let the likes of Naby, Ox, Bobby all run out their deals, Milner, and just start fresh from scratch. 
Yeah. You know, I've watched Bobby Firmino this season, mate. I've been thinking about it. Should we give him another year or two years? I'd give him a year. I'm yeah, not. So. You have to earn it. I'll give you a year. Or he might not even want it. He might want longer. Well, this, that's what we're going to offer. If he doesn't take it, listen, great for all your service, my friend. And take Legend. care. Mm-hmm. That's that. Like I've, I've, I've learned that you can't in in this kind of business of football, you can't be sentimental. You cannot be. You got even though right here and right now, there he's doing he's doing well. In another six months, that might not be the case, and then we're stuck with him for another year. And then depreciate. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't you want him too mean? long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I agree. Uh, but yeah, yeah, maybe. Um. We'll see what happens. He loves the club. You can tell the way he yeah. celebrated yesterday. Put his, his hands out in a heart to the fans. He loves it here. Uh, but let's finish our talk about this game, mate, because we need to move on to the owner stuff. Um, okay. Darwin Nunes, tell, uh, tell, talk about. Well, him, listen, what, what have we been saying from the beginning of the season? <sighs> I, I I don't understand why people are so reactionary when they when they when a new player comes in that like, he has Shakes. to hit the ground running. That's the <laughs> thing. They weren't even reacting to anything. He did nothing for them to react to. Like he hadn't even kicked a ball. And they were like, oh, he's the Andy Carroll. He's um he's this, he's that. Oh, he's he, he's a donkey or he's a truck. Like he hadn't even kicked a ball. And our own fans were saying this stuff. I don't understand it. Yeah, I know that there's a couple of people that I'm not gonna name names on here, but there's a couple of people that I've seen that I've seen on other other stations and stuff like that. I'm like, what? Why do you hate this guy? Why do you dislike this guy so much? Like, you'd you'd, you'd think like he's done something to your family, like the way they're going. <laughs> I, I don't understand it, bro. This is our own player, and you're the one. Like, you're the one that are, you're the ones who are actually at the front of this line, slating this guy. Yeah. Why? I understand it if it's rival fans because you know we're not special yeah, yeah, like better. each other's players, yeah. but when it's our own fans, um, it is a bit weird. And the stats are there, mate. The stats don't lie. A goal contribution every eighty-eight minutes, a goal every hundred and I think it's like one hundred and seven or something. Um, he's done his job. He was suspended for three games, and I've spoken about this long enough on this pod, so I'm not going to go over it again. But for your six shakes, what I said was he's doing all this and he's doing fine in a Liverpool side. That has only won six games in the league. A Liverpool side where the form has not been there. It's not been consistent. We've not necessarily been good. Trent's not getting assists. Mm. Yet he's still got those amount of goals and he's still looking like a threat every game. So Bro. just imagine the possibilities when this Liverpool team gets to its best. We strengthen and it's just easy for this guy. Like At the minute, he's having to score. He's having to get the goals when our players aren't really playing to anywhere near the full potential. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And it's and it was good good goals, good striker mm-hmm. goals. Exactly. Like right. Being in right there, being in the, yeah, there you go. You can't ask for like a striker's goal is a striker's currency is goals. And he's dealing yeah. like uh, until he stops not even like scoring, you see that he makes a positive contribution to the team. Like it's it's I don't know, like I said, like I said before, man. I I'm I don't understand teams that people that want to guy him. He's, he's our player. I get sometimes if he... It, it, it'd have been different if he's played for us for a while. And he yeah, 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 yeah. He's been here for six months, if that. <laughs> this is the thing, like, as normal football fans like me and you, and I'm assuming a lot of people in the chat are because a lot of people have been speaking positively about this guy. Um, you give players time, especially new players, new foreign players that don't speak the language, that never been here before. I like to give them a year, six months minimum yeah. uh, before I judge them. Um, you know, I'm certainly not going to write a player off before they've kicked the ball just because he's not my kind of player. And I said before, mate, yes, you can have reservations. Reservations are absolutely fine. We can sign a player and you can sit there and think, I'm not sure about that. Yeah. Fans did the same thing with Diogo Jota. When we signed him from Wolves, I remember it like it was yesterday. People were like, why are we going for this guy? This guy scored like four goals for Wolves. But he comes to Liverpool, he smashes it. So people just need to learn. And I don't understand why football is like this now. Like players don't get time. Players don't even get a game because this all happened before he'd even kicked a football. Uh, but look, I'm just happy for Darwin that he's proving these Muppets wrong, first Ooh. of all. Um, the fans in the ground absolutely adore him. You hear Nunes, Nunes, every time this guy passes a ball or even if he makes a mistake, 
the fans just chant his name because everyone loves him. He's quickly becoming a fan favorite. Let me tell you that at Anfield, um, and he's one of my. He's, he's becoming one of my favorite players, and that's why I will defend him because I have watched this guy like when he was at Benfica and he he battered us. That is when I spotted him. I was like, okay, this guy's a serious problem. When yeah. I can see a, a a striker like that causing us no end of problems, and this is when we thought Liverpool could actually defend. By the way, yeah, so, exactly. That's a, a a huge huge positive for me. Uh, and Darwin Nunes, the sky's the limit for him. It really is. But um, yeah, we ended on um, a win, mate, for the World Cup. Like you said, it's a bit disappointing because um, we're coming into form. That was like four wins on the bounce for like the first time in goodness knows how long. Yeah. And now we, it's kind of at the time where we might have been turning the corner. It stops again. But does that have its advantage? Because City, I think they've really got two players that are staying behind. Um Obviously, our first game back will be them in the Carabao Cup. So, yeah, d- how are you feeling? What does this break it, it, mean for you in terms of the, the squad? I don't know because it's a bit mad. Like, I swear, like, we've got a game two days after the players come back or something like that. or something Probably like City, like yeah, in the Carabao Cup. That's, we'll see. I, I... You've got to think, though, Shigs. Uh, Callagher's not going. Simicas isn't going. Uh, Matip's not going, uh, Phillips, uh, Ramsey, uh, Diaz, Firmino, Thiago, Elliot, Salah. So our team is is certainly going to be stronger than cities, a hundred percent. Yeah, I just, I just need, I, you know what I need us to do. Like I, like I said before, it might be, a, it might be a blessing in disguise. So mm. that when we, um, when we um, play our first game back we can hit the ground running and just go on a 10 game winning run like and yeah. it's not it's not in the realms of impossibility for us to do that no so yeah um you're right let's get into the ownership ch- uh, chat because we have spoken about this a lot me and shig so we're not going to go into as much depth as we have um in recent pods because we've we've spoken about all the main topics but this report came out today or yesterday, and we, oh, again, we don't guy. know. Yeah, we don't know the reliability of it yet. From what we can tell, um, is that uh, it's not been dismissed. It's not been like, okay, this is legit, but it's not been ruled out. It's the independent that are covering it. Um, and we're just going to go through it, speak about it. And then uh, there's another report as well, which I wanted to touch on. Indian billionaire Makash Ambani has expressed interest in buying English football club Liverpool FC, according to reports in the UK media. The Reliance Industries Limited chairman faces competition from other parties from the Middle East and US. The Mirror has reported adding that current owners family sports group holdings LLC have been swamped with tentative offers. I mean, that sentence alone is a positive, right? They've been swamped with tentative offers. Even if this report isn't true, that sentence alone, brilliant. Yeah. Fenway Sports, go on. No, 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 I'll let you finish. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. So, yeah, no, no, it's cool. Uh, Fenway Sports is willing to sell for $4 billion, the Mirror said, and Barney owns the Mumbai Indians cricket team and also helps out the soccer uh, Super League in India. Fenway is working with Goldman Sachs. We already know this. Um, so, yeah, this guy's top eight richest men in the world, apparently. Nine billion. 90 billion is worth his mate. So, is this something you'd welcome? Listen, I yeah, very much so. I just because, and it's not just because obviously he's got he's got money that that, that helps, but the thing is that he's got a sports franchise, so he knows. He what knows he's doing, yeah. I say, look at not me, like Todd Bowley trying to play the four 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 or whatever yeah. it was. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying like he <laughs> understands, and the team that he owns in India, they've won like. They win titles every two or three years. Successful, yeah. So he understands that winning is is a winning is a mentality thing as long uh, as well as implementing the right people. And once you have that, hopefully that can breed over. If he if he is successful, it can breed or it can come over into Liverpool because um, we 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 need it. we need investment in terms of the midfield. So uh, listen, I'm not against it, and I'd be delighted if it happened. But again, it's all, it's only it's, it's only chip. Uh, Chip paper, chip uh, fried paper. So it's, it's just a case of just waiting to see. But I don't think anything will be done before January because don't they have to like do like a three month uh, due diligence thing? How how long do they have to do it for? Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna stop sharing the articles because um, 
women's gym wear has popped up. I don't know what that's all about. I obviously haven't Easy. been searching that. Um, <laughs> Is that you, yeah, Ben? That, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you got me. Um, that's what I've been searching for to buy. Um, but, yeah, loads of random ads I'm seeing now all popping up. So yeah. I'm going to not share because I don't know what would pop up. Um, I'll just read out the next one, though. Um, Liverpool owners FSG are in talks to sell the club for undervalue at 2.7 bill. Now, this has come out from the Daily Mail, right? Um, uh, right. Apparently, um, they're happy. And this is what I, this is why I'm so confused. Uh, because 2.7 bill, um, with the US-based buyer keen on a complete takeover after approaching the Anfield bosses several weeks ago. FSG hired Goldman Sachs. We already know this. The owners made the move after being approached by a US-based buyer. Um, the two parties have been involved in secret talks for the Reds for several weeks. FSG are said to be willing to sell the Merseyside club for $2.7 billion. Uh, Liverpool are in talks with US-based buyer. Interesting full takeover. Uh, let me just scroll down see if there's any more information who, who, here. Are they American owners? Yeah, it, it doesn't say who they are, which is a bit sketchy. Oh, but some reports have suggested so that uh, Liverpool's price tag might be as high as $4 billion. Not least because Roman Abramovich sold Chelsea for 2.5 billion, and Liverpool are perceived as a much bigger global brand. But the Mail on Sunday can reveal that people close to the negotiations claim FSG would be ready to sell for 2.7 billion. That would still represent massive profit from 300 million they paid in 2010, even yeah. taking into account a few hundred million pounds of investment for stadium expansions and training ground developments. That figure for me straight off the bat just seems too low, mate. I don't know what you think, but I don't want any. I don't want another American owner. Even if it's uh, Bournemouth? Nah, I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't. You're nah. the first to say they don't want Bournemouth. Wow. I, I, I just I just don't want another American owner, man. Just, I, no. I want, someone, I, I, want, I want the custodianship of Liverpool to go to somewhere else, man. I've had American owners. Thank you. On to well, the next. I, I know what you mean. I don't want American owners if they're like FSG. But if Bournemouth, I think, would... he We've spoke about it. He wouldn't think twice about getting Jude Bellingham. I don't think. He wouldn't think twice if Kylian Mbappe wanted to leave PSG getting him. So Bournemouth is the one I'd want. That valuation for me seems crazy. I'm not going to lie because we've just been hearing talk all week about how it's valued at 4 billion or whatever. So for 2.7 bill, um, look, if they want to sell... and worth... Bournemouth, yeah, ninety bill. I don't know. I just don't want another American owner, bro. That's just basically. Oh, sorry, eighty billion Bournemouth will. But yeah, so Clippers... it's, 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 it's the same ballpark. It's just I don't. I, I, I don't know. I just <laughs> I can't put my finger on it, but I just rather have somebody else. The American model now is just getting boring. Yeah. No. <laughs> I do understand that why you'd have your reservations because of FSG and all these other guys that run in similar ways. And the, the one thing that I wouldn't want is FSG or John Henry selling to one of his mates just because he's got a good relationship. Oh, yeah. Hey, oh, mate, I'll do you a good deal. That is That would be disastrous for me. Old, um, old boys club, you get me? Exactly, because whatever problems we have now, we'd be stuck with um, for 10 more years because no one buys a football club and sells it you know, in a, in a few years. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I know your reservations, but Bormer, he's number, he's actually number one for me. He's the one I'd want. Um, either him or the Dubai guys that we've heard about. This Indian, the Indian um, guy, Mukesh and Barney, sounds interesting. Again, we don't know if that's reliable, but that is something I'd welcome. But mm. I think the main point is that we, that we have agreed on is that, Again, without being uh, political, there's a lot of stuff going around about people and you have to be very careful with what you say because, you know, you can't paint, first of all, everyone with the same brush. Secondly, people that support this club or that love this club are from those countries. So if you say stuff about certain countries that they do this, they do that, you're probably offending a lot of Liverpool fans as well. Um, And, you know, we've said it as well. We're not idiots most billionaires would have done questionable things or things yeah, that they aren't proud of to get their money, yeah. let's just say. Um, yeah. So it is what it is. If you want the owners to, to move on, if you want investment, if you want our club to be in the hands of somebody that will take us back to that stage where we can compete year in, year out, 
it's got to be somebody that you might not like. That's the bottom line. And whoever comes into this club, there's going to be a flaw. You know, yeah. nobody's perfect. You, there's no real life Santa Claus with 90 billion that's just going to come out and give us gifts every season. It's just not going to happen. No. So um, as long as the money's there, the manager's backed and the ethos and the mor morals of the club stay intact and the owner hasn't got a too shady record, um, look, bring it on. That's yeah. we're gonna if if we say no to these guys, Shigs, we will get left behind by Newcastle. Yeah, yeah, not just Newcastle, by Man City. By I say by... Newcastle because Newcastle are a team we've seen flip flop between leagues. They've never had oh, anything. Okay. They've yeah. been trashed. They fight relegation even just last season or season before, and now yeah. all of a sudden they get bought out, and we could get left behind by this club. That that is a serious option that could happen. Yeah, I hear that. I hear that. Um, but, but listen, I, one thing I do trust, I trust FSG will, will will make a decision in terms of who the right person is to take over the club. So I have no doubt about that at all. But it's just I would who I would prefer and what will happen. We'll, we'll see what we'll see in the, in the near future. I'm hoping by January March time that that the, 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 this is all sorted and someone has taken over the club. Yeah, and then we could plan for the summer, but that that might be wishful thinking on my part. But but we'll see. Like I'm just happy that we have people that are, are who are cash ready, cash rich, and ready to buy us. Exactly. Yeah, it but seems like there are people, there are buyers that are ready to, you know, even make the bid or have already made the bid. We don't know. And Jono yeah. says, uh, we all know FSG are moving on. It's a question of if it's when, and that is spot on because we've seen. Um, the, you know, the top guys at the club be moved out. Uh, yeah. Now stepped in as the CEO. So things are changing. Things are happening behind the scenes. And, you know, th they've played it down and said it's not to do with this. Nonsense, in my opinion, because... <laughs> Lies! So, <laughs> man, if it's nothing to do with that, why did you just wait until all of this news has come out? Like, we aren't stupid, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> uh, we know how things work. We might not know how to run a football club, but we know when to spot something's changing. I just want yeah. someone who will in the club because we don't want Minamino and Adrian. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Respect Minamino. The the FA Cup and the Carabao Cup King. Uh, Adrian, I can't say. Actually, Super Cup King. There you go. Won the Super Even Cup. though people would like to rock the oh, squad, every player has done something had a significant moment in this squad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, it's true. Um, even that Phillips mate Croft turn at the San Siro. Come on, legend. Uh, but guys, we're gonna leave it there. Um, we've been going on for an hour. That's mad. But um, listen, the World Cup's coming. We don't know what we're gonna plan yet for the pod, but there will still be podcasts coming. Um, probably carrying on this conversation at some point when the new developments come out. There's 20 of you guys still in here. So on your way out, please smash a like on the Mate, stream. Come on and, and subscribe. Come and on and subscribe because trying to reach 350 subs. Um, and um, yeah, we'll be here during the World Cup at some stage um, to bring you more pods. So guys, check out Sporting in link in the group chat. Let us know everything that you think about the owners, the new potential owners, the club right now, Klopp, anything. How good Darwin Nunes is, and um, we will see you in the next pod. Take care. Take care, people. Sports Social Podcast Network.